0: We're Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane T Marts, get spring holiday savings. Buy three tyres and get the fourth absolutely free. Plus, up to $150 instant cash back on trusted tyre brands like Bridgestone, Yokohama, Goodyear, BF Goodrich, Michelin, Zenon, and Motorsport X. Alloy wheels from only $125 and tyres from just $69. All with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after
1: you.
2: Test conditions apply.
3: This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news powered by RaceFuels in association with Bob Jane TMARTs. From supercars to club racing, RaceFuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need them. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Each week, multi-award-winning journalist Mark Fogarty brings the big stories and talks to the big names. If it matters in motorsport, you'll hear it first, right here on Parked Up Plus.
0: Coming up, Ford on Fink Desert Rally and the ongoing supercars parody debate. Latest on the Avalon Super Circuit, SVG's upcoming NASCAR debut, will he be a star? and we preview possibly the biggest le mans 24 hours ever
3: all this and more straight ahead on parked up plus here's folks
0: hi there race fans this weekend is the first king's birthday long weekend since 1952 it acknowledges charles iii's ascension to the british throne following his mother elizabeth ii's long reign charles also takes over as Australia's nominal head of state, hence the renamed holiday. Hope you're enjoying this history lesson. It's celebrated on the second Monday in June in every state except Queensland and Western Australia, which do it on different dates for their own reasons. King or Queen, for motorsport fans, the holiday weekend is synonymous with the Fink Desert Rally in the Northern Territory. Fink is going ahead with strict new safety protocols following a coroner's inquiry into a spectator death last year. Ford is contesting the car class with the mildly modified Ranger Raptor that contested last year's Baja 1000 off-road classic. The Baja class winner was built here by Kelly Racing in league with Ford Australia. The same Raptor is going for production class honours at Fink, run by Supercar's Ford team, Walkinshaw and United, which has previous form in the red centre with a VW Amarok. Ford Performance Racing boss, Mark Rushbrook, says running the near-stop Ranger Raptor in Australia's premier Desert Rally is part of
1: the Blue Oval's product development programme. Excited about... Uh, going racing with a Ranger Raptor at Fink. So, I think you've seen the commitment that Ford Performance, Ford Motor Company has to racing globally in many different areas, and especially in, in increasing interest in seeing more and more that we're doing in the off road racing space. So, from what we've done with Broncos racing in, in North America, Bronco R at, at Baja, Bronco 4600s uh, as we ran at King of the Hammers, and Bronco 4400. And now more and more with Ranger, and especially excited about the Ranger Raptor program, what we were able to do at at Baja last year with a great group of people, great work that was done by Ford Australia to uh, develop the road legal vehicle that's for sale, to adapt it to go racing at Baja, um, and what the success that the team had there. And now to have that same truck going back to Australia, and racing in the Fink Desert Race, uh, partnering with Waukesha and United, uh, is exactly what we want to be doing to show the great products that we have and proving them in some of the world's toughest proving grounds. And that includes Baja and that includes Fink and, uh, working with great people, great partners to, uh, show our fans and customers what the products are, are capable of. We are, we're a global company, um, especially with where the product was developed. Um, It's an opportunity for us to race it in another important part of the world for us in the Australian market, and another tough proven grounds uh, to show what the product is capable of.
0: The Ranger Raptor is Ford's global performance mid-sized Ute, and Rushbrook doesn't rule out a future assault on the famed Dakar rally.
1: Uh, Yeah, certainly a lot of thoughts, a lot of discussion. um, Our focus today is talking about Fink and and including that as our next step to go more global with our off-road racing. Um, We are very committed uh, to Broncos racing in North America with Baja and King of the Hammers. Uh, We are very committed to to using Baja for uh, Raptors in general. We've got a great lineup of Raptors now globally. In um, and, and several different versions of them, with Bronco Raptor, F-150 Raptor, and Ranger Raptor, so that's a great proving ground for us. So this truck is, as we race it at Baja and as we we'll race it at Fink, is working very well for that. Um, off-road racing is becoming more global, as most motorsports are, and the opportunity uh, with globalization of those classes to race in more and more places. So uh, I guess looked for. More in the future as we go more and more global.
0: At this weekend's 100th anniversary Le Mans 24-Hour Sports Car Classic, for performance, will unveil the Mustang GT3 racer. Ready for racing next year, Rushbrook will only concede that there's plenty of interest from local teams to run the new GT3 Mustang in the Bathurst 12-hour.
1: We have not made any commitments of what we're going to do with Mustang GT3 Uh, in Australia, other than we have a lot of interest there from a lot of different partners, teams, drivers, etc. We ourselves have a lot of interest in that car racing there, especially um, at Bathurst. So uh, no decisions made uh, in terms of partners for Mustang GT3 in the market.
0: Of course, it wouldn't be a discussion with the Ford Performance Chief without addressing supercars Gen 3 parity, which remains a sore point. Rushbrook is still unhappy about engine parity, calling for data sharing.
1: Yeah, a a lot certainly has happened in the the development of the Gen 3 supercars and and as we've been racing this year. Um, The series itself is based on technical parity and has several pillars or processes that have been used um, successfully in the past uh, in helping supercars create a, a very level playing field. Um, I think what I said in Newcastle, along the lines of what you just said, is that um, with all the testing or the amount of testing that had been done preseason, certainly the, the return visit to do more VCAT gave us the confidence in, in Arrow. But we didn't have the confidence. We weren't saying that we didn't have parity preseason. We are just saying we didn't have the confidence uh, based upon the data that we had so far and that we had to see how the racing played out. Um, And that's gone now four rounds, and certainly on-track results um, are one thing, but that on-track results are not necessarily representative of technical parity. You need to look at the data for technical parity. And, and that's where we continue to work with supercars in terms of uh, we are certainly in favor of transparently sharing that data um, so that we can form conclusions on technical parity. and In absence of that, we all struggle um, as OEMs, as teams, as fans of the sport. Uh, so we we'll are continue to, to look for that. Um, I do know that Supercars is committed to some some testing uh, to continue to refine the product as it is presented on track, as well as a, I would say, more robust uh, consideration of what they need to do, uh, what we need to do as a sport for improving technical parity to be modernized to the cars that we have today.
0: Indeed, he issued a veiled threat that Ford would reconsider its involvement in supercars if the Mustang remained winless on the track.
1: What I will say is that anywhere we race, um, we race for the same reasons. And that is to win races and championships that matter. Um, We need to have that opportunity to win because it's important to our brand. If we're not able to win, we don't have the opportunity to win. Um, it, it has the risk of tarnishing our brand. Um, we need to be in a racing series where there's an opportunity for innovation and tech transfer. We need to race where we have the opportunity to market our product appropriately, tie right back to winning, of course, and to provide employee pride and satisfaction. So as we very regularly review uh, inside our company with the the leaders of our company to the very top, We are assessing all of the series for all of those important pillars for us. And where we meet those pillars, we will continue and uh, we will be very strong in our presence. Um, And if we're not meeting some of those pillars, then that's a consideration for us as we look at our future racing motorsports cycle plan.
0: As engine mapping fiddling continues ahead of Darwin next week, Ford Rushbrook maintains that data sharing, transient dyno engine testing and torque sensors are the keys to achieving technical parity. At the Tasmania Supersprint a couple of weeks ago, NASCAR dominated the news agenda. It was confirmed that Shane Van Gisbergen would contest next month's first ever NASCAR Cup Series street race in Chicago while it was also revealed that an Erebus motorsport contingent would be at the weekend's event just outside St. Louis. They were guests of Richard Childress Racing, scoping out Brody Kostecki's future NASCAR road race options. Still waiting to hear how that went, but in the meantime, plenty of opinion on how SVG will go on the Chicago street course. Detroit-based expat Aussie sports writer Mike Brudnell reckons Van Gisbergen will have to be at his very best to
4: star in his NASCAR debut. Yeah, well, he walks on water down under. um, Obviously, a highly talented uh, New Zealand driver um, who can, as you've mentioned to me, race anything. Um, He's still an unknown here, uh, and until... He gets on track. I'm pretty sure that uh, people don't know he's real talent, but um, I suspect on a rough and tumble, probably a fairly tight course uh, in Chicago uh, that uh, he'll he'll do very well. Um, he'll get his uh, arms out and he, he he'll race hard. Um, however, there's uh, a lot of uh, good drivers in their own. Right as far as NASCAR road racing drivers who will probably equate and drive well on the streets and people like Carl Light, uh, Larson, Tyler Reddick, Chase Briscoe, Chase Elliott, uh, Christopher Bell, they'll, they'll give as good as uh, they get. So, um, yeah, uh, if uh, Shane is as good as what a lot of people believe, um, it, it's going to be a good uh, debut.
0: Of course, it's a different era, as you mentioned, w- with NASCAR doing a lot more road races. Yeah. And say when Marcus Amber- Ambrose was running um, back then, they did, what, two road course events a year, yeah. and he was pretty yeah. much the man to beat back then. Shane's Every- going to find it rather more difficult.
4: Well, yes, it, because there's that young gun um, group who have come along, and there's some older guys still there who uh, who can drive hard on um uh, turning, you know, left and right. So, um, yeah, look, I, I I think it's going to be tremendous uh, to have him at that event. I hope he's got good equipment. Um, the Trackhouse, you know, group have fielded um, in their '91 program. Uh, they call it uh, uh, a couple of ex Formula One champs, uh, uh, Kimi Raikkonen, and uh, also um, I believe uh, Jensen Button ran for them. So. Um, you know, their equipment, while it isn't up to uh, a Penske, uh, perhaps Car or uh, a Hendricks, uh, uh, it should be solid.
0: SVG's former supercars nemesis, Scott McLaughlin, thinks his fellow
5: Kiwi will be ultra-competitive. Text him a couple of times about it. We're going to try and catch up when he's here in Charlotte, getting a seat fit. Um, so that's going to be cool. Uh, but, yeah, look. Big opportunity for him, you know. I think it's going to be his, you know, cup of tea. Being on a street circuit and you know a place that where a lot of people haven't driven before, or no one's driven before. So, you know, from that perspective, it's the only thing he's got to learn is the car. And as we know, with Shane, he's very adaptable to many conditions and many different driving, you know, techniques. So, you know, I fully believe he's going to be really right there. And um, you know, I hope he does. I hope it goes well for him because you know he's a, he's a huge talent and. Um, there's someone that certainly I've been, you know, keeping, you know, an eye on and, and, and whilst I've been over here and we've been keeping in contact. And I think it's just great for supercars as well. You know, it, it, I think we're both, you know, me or, you know, with him going well over there. Um, you know, it just proves how good supercars and the talent pool is down under.
0: McLaughlin, of course, has made a very successful transition from supercars to IndyCar. And he has no doubt SVG, could transition to American racing if he really wanted to.
5: It's, 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 it's to each their own. I mean, I, I, I wanted to, I've always wanted to do it. I don't know what Shane wants to do, whether it interests him at all, but, um, you know, I've always, my, my dream was, you know, maybe different to his, uh, but I know he's just a guy that he's a shoe that just wants to drive anything, you know, and, and, um, whether he wants to drive NASCARs full time, you know, I, I don't know, but, um, You know, I just encourage him to, you know, if he wants to do something, do it. Because I think the right now the the respect level for supercars in the the world of motorsport is very high. And um, I'm sure he could get a drive anywhere he wanted. Van Gisbergen's two-year contract extension
0: with Triple Eight allows him an early exit to a major overseas category in 2025. More after this
2: short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state-level motorsport, and its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at Race fuels. Dot com, dot
0: au.
3: You're listening to Parked up plus with Mark Fogarty.
0: Welcome back. Motorsport Australia is copping a lot of flack for supporting a yes vote for the voice referendum. Motor Racing's governing body joined twenty other Australian sports federations in supporting direct representation for indigenous people to Parliament. But many high-profile MA members have rebelled, asserting that it has no business getting involved in politics. V8 legend Larry Perkins has renounced his life membership over the divisive issue as a social media campaign gathers ground. Motorsport Australia Chief Executive Eugene Rocker has received hundreds of irate emails. A social media petition urging MA members to reject the sport's stance on The Voice has gathered thousands of signatures. Fucked Up Plus understands that Motorsport Australia was enticed to join the all-sports support of The Voice by convener Fox Sports, which suggested Supercars was also a signatory. As it happened, Supercars declined at the last minute, Deciding to remain neutral. Planning for the government backed super circuit at Avalon, southwest of Melbourne, is stepping up. Motorsport leaders will meet soon to discuss the requirements of the track aimed at top level international and local car and motorcycle racing. Senior representatives of the major motorsport governing bodies are scheduled to gather to make recommendations for the International Standard Track. Motorsport Australia and Motorcycle Australia will be joined by FIA and FIM affiliates in the discussion. That's Karting Australia, Australian National Drag Racing and Speedway Australia. A $1.5 million feasibility study has been commissioned by the Victoria Government. The independent report will advise Spring Street on whether the project, costing a potential $250 million, is viable. Economic and community benefits will be taken into account. With Sandown set to close in a few years, the proposed Avalon track is poised to take over as the main Melbourne region track. Back after this important message. The Napa Auto
2: Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast It's all in the name, it's all motorsport, focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might
0: only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz,
3: you're at most of them. Ah yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast Every fortnight, you're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty.
0: This weekend is the 100th anniversary of the Le Mans 24 Hours, the world's greatest endurance motor race. It features one of the biggest fields of outright contenders ever, Toyota, Ferrari, Porsche, Peugeot, Cadillac and outlier Glickenhaus. Ubiquitous commentator Richard Crail will be calling the big race alongside Radio Le Mans legend John Hindoff. It's Crail's first time at Le Mans, and he certainly picked a great one for his debut at La Sarthe. He predicts
2: it'll be a Toyota versus Porsche battle. Toyota go in as outright favourites, and, and justifiably so, given what they've put together in the FIA World Endurance Championship over the last few years. And then um, also at Le Mans over the last five years where they've been all but unbeatable. So, you know, they are the powerhouse team at the moment and then they have every, every right to be the favorites going into it. But the form guide is hard to predict and it's a 24 hour race and, I know it's a horrible cliche, but anything really can happen. And if you cast your mind back twelve months, you know there was an LMP2 car in the gravel trap at the Dunlop chicane on the opening lap of the race, and their day was over. It was completely finished fifteen seconds into the race. So, with a, a sixteen-strong hypercar field, that could be a, a factor. Um, as for who wins, I mean Toyota favourite for sure, but Ferrari. Um, if they last the distance, the early signs are that they're going to be quick enough to at least challenge on one lap pace and certainly have something resembling that. But the other thing for mine is, folks, is that Porsche and Le Mans, as you know better than anybody, go so hand in hand and their truck record at this place is amazing. And the other thing is, is that Roger Penske has never won the 24 hours of Le Mans. It's the one big... Box to tick in his motor racing cv and they've paired penske and porsche together they've got three unbelievably strong combinations there's not a weak link in them the 963 after a, a not spectacular debut to its career is now starting to find some real form and yeah I, it, it it's very difficult to go past porsche as as being toyota's strongest threat i would think
0: There'll also be a lot of interest in the Garage 56 entry. Hendrix Motorsport NASCAR Camaro, The Crail says, sounds awesome.
2: They have embraced this totally. It it has been more than just a a cynical marking exercise. It it is a total partnership, and, and it's reflecting what's going on with IMSA, the FIA NASCAR and the WEC in, in convergence between the top level sports car racing and um, NASCAR have thrown everything at this program and they've tapped a combination of their best ever driver in arguably in Jimmy Johnson, a formula one world champion in Jensen Button and a sports car ace in like Rockefeller. Chad Knauss is here overseeing things. Um, John Doonan, who's the president of IMSA day to day, has been parachuted in to run as team manager for the weekend. Um, The head of GM motorsport is globally is here they're throwing everything at this. Um, And they've spent 18 months. They've had 60 people full-time working on this car to develop it at Hendrick motorsport. And it is stunning. It is superb. And after testing, it's very, very quick and was actually quicker than all of the GTE cars in the test session. So Um, it's hugely exciting and it is Mark, the loudest thing I have heard pretty much out of any race car I've heard. It sounds phenomenal and, um, there's not going to be many people sleeping in the campgrounds should the NASCAR make it into the night on Saturday night, early Sunday morning, because it, it just, it it awakens the dead, that car, but the, the way they've activated it, the way they've supported the event, um, and the way they've just embraced it totally is unbelievable. Not much Aussie involvement in the 100th Anniversary Le
0: Mans 24 Hours, just Ryan Briscoe with Quickenhaus and James Allen in LMP2. Porsche IMSA driver Matt Campbell will be on hand as a reserve driver for the factory Penske run team. You can hear Richard Crail on Radio Le Mans live stream coverage coming up this weekend. The race will be shown live and ad-free on Stan Sport. Now, while there won't be much of an Aussie presence in Le Mans 24 Hours, Rodney Jane will be there competing in the Porsche Carrera Cup France support race. Jane will pay tribute to the Team Australia entry Porsche 956 for Peter Brock and Larry Perkins that his father Bob sponsored way back in 1984 it was another big weekend in racing around the world headlined by the formula one spanish grand prix and indycar back on the downtown streets of detroit here with a roundup of all the action is co-host of our companion podcast girls on the grid today i cloud thanks to our partner bob jane Tima.
6: Another weekend in the can and another busy weekend of motorsport, both home and abroad. Formula One returned to Spain where Max Verstappen was unstoppable, taking victory ahead of mercedes Pair, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. Australian Oscar Piastri was 13th. Also in Barcelona, the two Formula One feeder categories in FIA, F2 and F3 acted as support. In F2, Frederic Vesti won the opening race from French duo Theo Porcher and Victor Martins. Brit Oliver Behrman was victorious in the feature, leading Enzo Fittipaldi and Martins. Jack Dewan finished a consistent 5th and 6th in the two races. In FIA Formula 3, Brit Zach O'Sullivan took the first victory before Pepe Marti won Sunday's race. Christian Mansell was the best of the Aussie contingent in 10th. IndyCar backed up the Indy 500 on the streets of Detroit, where Alex Palau greeted the chequered flag from Aussie Will Power and Felix Rovenquist. New Zealander Scott Dixon just missed the podium in fourth, while countrymen Scott McLaughlin and Marcus Armstrong featured inside the top 10 also. In WRC, Belgian Thierry Neville outlasted his rivals to win in Sardinia, Italy, taking victory from his teammate and reigning champion Calais Rovampera in third. NASCAR Cup raced in Madison, where Kyle Busch won from Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano. Indonesia hosted a double-header round for Formula E, with Pascal Wehrlein and Maximilian Gunther taking a winner piece. Locally, the two days of thunder meeting at Queensland Raceway was round three of the high-tech oil super series, headlined by the TA2 muscle cars, where Nash Morris continued his form from Phillip Island a month ago to take a clean sweep of proceedings. Also in Queensland over the weekend, Speedway fans gathered for the last time at Archerfield Raceway, where Luke Oldfield wrote his name into the history books as the last ever winner before the circuit's closure. Like many tracks before, we say farewell and rest in peace, Archerfield Speedway. This week, the Speed Series races at Winton Motor Raceway featuring TCR Australia, S5000, Touring Car Masters, Trans Am, Sports Sedans, V8 Touring Cars and Formula Ford. Also at the Bend Motorsport Park, the Lamborghini Super Trofea Asia Series debuts on Australian shores. That's the racing wrap from Home and Abroad. My name's Stan McLeod from Girls in the Grid podcast, reporting for Parked Up Plus with thanks to Bob Jane t
0: Thanks, Denea. Finally, a quick correction. In last week's show, we heard from Dick Johnson Racing owner Brett Ralph who I described as the owner of an air freight company. In fact, it's a road transport business, despite being called jet. My mistake. I should have done better research rather than taking the name at face value. Okay, well, that's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday for stimulating discussion about the wide world of motor racing. And don't forget Network R's other must-listen podcasts, Girls on the Grid every Monday and every second Friday, the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Show. This has been Parked Up Plus, where you hear the big news from the big names every week. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening.
6: You've just listened to another Network Heart production.